Good evening. Yet another thing I'm up here doing. <laughs> All right. Uh, Dave has the announcements after, but we're going to start with number 841, Sing and Be Happy. If the skies above you are gray, you are feeling so blue. If your cares and burns seem gray, all the whole day through. There's a silver lining that shines in the heavenly land. Look by faith and see, my friend, trust in its promises grand. Sing and be happy, press. Good evening, church family. A couple announcements before we have our devotional. Um, as a reminder that Life Group 1, that's Rick's, uh, Rick Keister's Life Group, will be meeting this Sunday morning after services uh, for lunch. Uh, there will be soup and sandwiches. Uh, bring either or um, for the Life Group. It should be a lot of fun, so I do encourage you to come. Um, also, there's a Life Group sheet out in the foyer table. Uh, that needs to be updated. If you switch life groups, maybe because of family or the, a ride or whatever the situation may be, please uh, go out and, and mark that uh, life group sheet so that way the elders know uh, which life group you've uh, transferred to. Um, also, uh, deacons, uh, don't forget to put in your schedule on Sunday uh, the 15th at 5 o'clock there will be a deacons meeting. Um, all deacons are encouraged to come to that. Also, Young at Heart, on January the 17th at 10.30, there's a sign-up sheet on the foyer board for Young at Heart. We're heading to uh, Jeanette's Country Cafe in Milton, um, so please sign up for that. Also, Ladies of Joy um, will be meeting as well. They'll be painting here at the building, um, doing a fellowship workshop here on January the 17th at 6.30. So I do encourage all ladies 
uh, to come to that. Um, is there a sign-up sheet, Chris, do you know? No sign-up sheet? Okay. Um, also, mark on your calendars January 21st, which is a Saturday for the chili cook-off at 1 p.m. Everybody is encouraged to come to that and bring your best recipes uh, for that event. There will be a trophy. Um, so who's on, I don't know who's going to win the trophy, but there will be a trophy for a chili cook-off for that. So should be a lot of fun uh, getting together to do that. Uh, updates on our prayer list. Remember, continue to keep Clinton Galloway in your prayers as well. He's still under the weather. Uh, keep him in your prayers. Remember, continue to keep uh, Gary, Gary Leap's brother in your prayers, Terry Leap, while he goes through his cancer treatments. Um, keep Sandy Galloway's brother, uh, Daryl Duncan, in your prayers. Uh, he recently had uh, shoulder surgery, and uh, he's recovering from that. So keep him in your prayers that he recovers uh, soon. Also, um, Dave Colbert uh, has cancer, so remember Dave in your prayers. Remember, continue to keep Jennifer Baker in your prayers as she goes through her cancer treatments and her chemo. Uh, keep Amber Spitzer in your prayers as well. She uh, has um, deals with her uh, breast cancer as well. Um, and also remember to keep uh, Delma Stevens' uh, uh, family in your prayers as well, passing of her daughter, Allison West, um, and if you'd like to send a card of encouragement to that family, the, their address is in the bulletin, if you'd like to do that. That's all the announcements I have. I, yes, Wanda. Uh, Emily Bowen is having surgery on her shoulder Friday, Friday morning, Friday morning uh, so keep Emily in your prayers as well. Yes, Joe. David Colbert passed away. Uh, I hate to hear that. Um, so keep the Colbert family in your prayers at this time as well. Anything else I may have missed? Okay, ladies' class will are meeting again. That's great for New Year at ten at uh, ten o'clock in the morning on Thursdays. Uh, please put that in your schedules, and I do encourage all the ladies to come to that. All right, let's go to God in prayer at this time. Our gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we are so thankful and blessed to be able to be here this evening, Lord, to learn more about your word, to be able to apply what we learn today to our everyday lives, Lord. We ask you this time to be with our elders, Lord, be with Jerry and Gary and Clinton and Mike and Rick and Jeremy. Be with them, Lord, this Continue to give them the wisdom they need, Lord, and be with their families. Lord, we ask you this time to continue to be with our deacons and the work that they do here, Lord. Help us to be an encouragement to our elders and our deacons, Lord. Lord, because we know that what they go through is hard every single day and can be draining. But, Lord, let them know that we are thinking of them and we are praying for them. So help us to encourage them. Lord, we ask you this time to be with our sick. Be with all the ones who are dealing with cancer. Be with Jennifer and Amber and Terry, Lord. We ask you to be with them and so many others that are dealing with cancer at this time. Please be with them and heal them, Lord. Be with them as they take their chemo treatments, Lord. Give them the strength they need to get through such a terrible disease, Lord. Lord, we ask you this time to be with the Stevens family and the Colbert family, Lord. Loss of loved ones, Lord. And Lord, we know that... 
Loss is hard, Lord, but we know that they are in a better place. We know that they are with you, Lord. Lord, we ask you this time to continue to be with our widows and our shut-ins, Lord. Let us continue to be an encouragement to them. Let them know that we are thinking of them on a daily basis. Lord, be with our youth here at Rome, Lord. Let them grow spiritually. Let them always look to you for strength and guidance through your word, Lord. Help us to help them. Lord, we ask you this time to, to be with us through the rest of this week. Let us be a shining light within our community, Lord. Let others see you in us. Lord, but most of all, we want to thank you so much for you sending your son to die on the cross for us, Lord, and for your love and grace you, that you give to us. Be with us the rest of this week and keep us safe. Forgive us, Lord, when we do fall short. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray. Amen. Uh, next song is number 843, As the Deer, Would mind please standing for the last song before our lesson, number 851, Blue Skies and Rainbows. 851.
may be seated. The invitation song is number 237, 237. Good evening. I'm curious how you keep stuff at your home safe. Maybe you've got a, uh, maybe you've got a safe, like a literal safe, stored somewhere at your house that's uh, got all your valuable items in it. Maybe, maybe you've got some good hiding spots. Maybe we should talk. I have trouble keeping my stuff at my house safe. It could be because I have four kids. Um, that's probably not, it doesn't have anything to do with it, I'm sure. Um, but uh, I was thinking about that as I, as I read through 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. Uh, that thought crossed my mind, how, how we keep stuff safe. And so I thought, man, we've got all kinds of hiding places where we had birthday presents and those kinds of things. And uh, we've got some, some locked doors and things like that in our house where you can, you can put stuff that you don't want um, access to all the time, things like that. So we've got those things. And, oh, things still wind up in places that they ought not be, <laughs> and they still wind up broken, and they still wind up in, in tiny little hands uh, or outside. And so I'm curious how we keep things safe. Um, and I was thinking through that as I, as I read 2 Timothy 4, verse 8. We've, we've got a shelf in our house. Let me tell you about my table first. Uh, I have a, a big chair, like an oversized chair in our living room that I like to sit in right beside it uh, is, uh, is an end table. And a lot of the things that, that I take out of my pockets or the things that I'm holding in while I'm sitting in that chair go on that table. And that's not a safe place. <laughs> uh, I now know that and have realized that for quite some time. But still, for some reason, I like to sit stuff on that table. And five minutes later, it is completely gone. And I have no idea where. And so we've got this uh, white shelf that's really tall, and it's got a shelf up here on the top. Uh, and so we stick stuff up there that we don't want gone. <laughs> uh, we stick stuff up there so it'll be, so it'll be safe. And I, I was thinking through that as I read 2 Timothy 4, verse 8, and, and it kind of struck me. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll strike you as well. Paul says in 2 Timothy 4, verse 8, Henceforth, there's laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who loved his appearing. I've read that verse lots, uh, and that is a, uh, a verse that we ought to take so much um, enthusiasm and, and faith in, right? That's a, that's, a, that's a verse that we ought to settle down into, right? And that's the day we're looking forward to. But I've never really thought about how it was laid up for us. It's safe. It's up there. Uh, I was talking about, well, I'm just going to lay something up on top of that shelf. And I, I guess I just read that passage, and I thought, I'm going to lay it up on that shelf so it's nice and safe. Nobody can get it up there except me and Kelly. It's going to be safe unless I break it. So it'll be safe up there on that top shelf. And then I thought, that's exactly what he's done to our salvation. He's, he's laid it up somewhere safe where, where no one can, can take it away from us. And I thought, well, that, that is a salient thought that we need to think through. So I started thinking through it, and I came across John 10. So you may want to flip over there. John 10, verse 27. Listen to what Jesus says about our salvation. John 10, verse 27. He says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. 
My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. He says, your salvation is safe. You can't, it can't, it can't be snatched away from you. There's not a power strong enough in this world to snatch you away from the Father's hand. And in Romans chapter 8, he's going to talk about the, the powers and the principalities, the, the powers of darkness that rule this present world. And he says, we're... we're We've overcome all those things. Through the power of Christ, we've, we've overcome those things. And so nothing is powerful enough to take you out of the Father's hands. Now, can you walk away from Him? Absolutely. And many people do every day, don't we? We make the conscious decision to, to sin, to, to live in rebellion against Him. But there's not a power strong enough on this planet that can force us to do that. We make our decisions. And like James uh, says in James chapter 1, we're... We're led away by our own desires on occasion, aren't we? Um, but he says there's, there's not a power strong enough on the planet to rip you out of the Father's hands. Your salvation's secure. It's, it's safe up there on the top shelf. He's, he's laid it up for us. I love that. I love that thought. And in 1 John chapter 5, he, he backs up that idea with, uh, with these words. 1 John chapter 5. Verse 13, John, John writes this, that we can know that we've been saved. First John chapter 5, verse 13, he says, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. There's no doubt, right? There's no doubt in our minds that we have gained eternal life. The plan is found in the book. He's revealed his plan. There's no, there's no doubting here. Have you followed the plan? Are you inside of Christ? Are you living a life that's devoted to Him? Well, then you're saved. If you follow the plan and you're living a life that's devoted to Him, you can be sure in your salvation. It's so sure that you know that He's laid it up for you. That salvation, it's safe, and nobody can take it away from you. In fact, a verse I referenced just a second ago in Romans 8 may be a good place for us to, to think through some of those thoughts. Romans chapter 8, verse 37, he says, No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. He says there's nothing out there. There's not a power strong enough to be able to separate you from Christ. And so the decision's up to us, isn't it? Like James says in James chapter 1, we're, we're led away by our desires. When we're enticed, we're led away by those desires. And so it's all up to us. He, he's given us the plan. He says if you've been baptized, if you've had your sins washed away through the power of his blood, you've been added to my body, those sins have been washed away, and you're ready to live a devoted life to me, there's nothing powerful enough out there that can pull you away from him except yourself. What power we have, right? The power to obey. He's given us enough logic and enough reason and he's given us enough revelation 
that we can not only have fellowship with him, but we can have salvation and eternal life because of the salvation with him. Wow. I mean, that, that in and of itself is significant power, right? But also on the opposite side of that, we also have the power to throw it all away, to give it all up. You've known those people that have done that, don't you? Those people that have just thrown away their marriages, thrown away friendships, thrown away their life over something we would consider ridiculous. We do the exact same thing with our relationship with God when we are enticed by our sin and drawn away by our desires. We just throw it all away. What power we have as God's people. What hope but also what, what fear ought to be ours that we are living in such a way as to make him proud, as to bring honor to him. So nothing here is strong enough to break our bond with Christ except the guy in the mirror. And so how's your life? Are you following him as in, a, in a devoted way, a way that you can be sure that you've been saved. No doubt about it, you're positive. You follow the plan and you're living lives that are devoted to him. Like he says in Romans 2.10, you're faithful all the way into death. He'll give you a crown of life. It's laid up, it's safe, it's secure. He's the one that's laid it up for us and nobody can take it away. But you can drop it. Just like our stuff isn't safe, if I were to lift one of the kids up there, if I were to take something down off that top shelf and treat it carelessly, it could be lost, it could be broken, couldn't it? We do that sometimes with our faith. What power we have in our hands, jars of clay, right? Tonight, if you've not been baptized, you haven't had your sins washed away, Tonight is the best opportunity to make that happen. The power is available to you. The salvation is available to you. And in fact, he's pleading with you tonight to come to him. It's not me pleading. It's him pleading to come to him, to have your sins washed away, to become a part of his family, to have that salvation secured for you, laid up for you, like Paul talks about in 2 Timothy chapter 4. Maybe you've already made that decision and you're struggling, we want to pray with you and for you that you can be everything that God would have you to be in this new year. If you have any need tonight, won't you come as we stand and sing? Deeper than the oceans
Will you pray with me this evening? Heavenly Father, we're so thankful for your grace. We're so thankful for your plan of salvation to restore us to you. We thank you for your son, Jesus. And Father, I'm so thankful for the blessed assurance that we have that we, if we know that we stay in Christ, then Christ is in us and we live for him, that we have blessed assurance that we will make heaven our home. Father, I'm thankful for this hour that we have to, to worship as well as to, um, to learn and study your word. As we depart to our classes, I just pray that you be with the teachers, that they have a good recollection of what they've prepared. And I pray also for those that are these, the students, that they, are, they come receptive and ready to learn. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. <laughs> 